GCSE Physics Audio, Forces and Motion by KScience.com. A vector quantity has both magnitude, size, and magnitude. Whereas a scalar quantity only has magnitude, size. Distance is a scalar quantity because it only has magnitude but no direction. Displacement is a vector quantity because it has both magnitude and direction. Speed is a magnitude quantity because it only has magnitude but no direction. Velocity is a vector quantity because it has both magnitude and direction. Energy is a magnitude quantity because it only has magnitude but no direction. Acceleration is a vector quantity because it has both magnitude and direction. Mass is a scalar quantity because it only has magnitude but no direction. Weight is a vector quantity because it has both magnitude and direction. Distance is a scalar quantity because it only has magnitude but no direction. Displacement is a vector quantity because it has both magnitude and direction. If you walk 200 meters away from your starting point you can identify the distance, but not your displacement because no direction is stated. If you walk 300 meters east away from your starting point you can identify the distance and your displacement, because the direction is stated. Work done is the energy transferred when a force moves an object through a distance. Work done is the same as saying energy transferred. When you push, pull, or lift something, you are overcoming frictional forces such as friction or the object's weight due to gravity. The formula that links work done, force applied to an object and distance is work done equals force x distance. The unit for work done is joules, j. The unit for force is newtons, n. The unit for distance is meters, m. Work done is another way of saying energy transferred. An example of doing work is when you push a box and cause it to move. There is work being done due to an energy transfer from the chemical energy store of the person into the kinetic energy store of the box. Another example of doing work is when a car breaks and slows down. There is kinetic energy stored of the moving wheels. When the brakes are applied, there is friction between the brakes and the wheels. Therefore there is a transfer of energy from the kinetic energy store of the wheels to the thermal energy stores of the brakes and the surroundings. This causes the car to decrease its speed. Newton's first law of motion states that an object will remain stationary or move at a constant velocity if there is no resultant force acting on it. If a resultant force acts on an object, the object will change its speed or direction. If an object is stationary, there is no resultant forces acting on it. If a resultant force acts on a stationary object it will accelerate, which means to speed up. If a moving object has no resultant force acting on it, it will move in the same direction at the same speed, which is the same as saying the same velocity. If a resultant force acts on a moving object it will slow down, speed up, or change direction. Newton's second law states that if you apply a resultant force to a mass it will accelerate. The resultant force acting on an object is directly proportional to acceleration of the object. The greater the resultant force the greater the acceleration of the object. The mass of an object is inversely proportional to the acceleration of the object. The greater the mass of the object the smaller the acceleration of that object. The equation that describes Newton's second law is force equals mass x acceleration.
the unit for mass is kilograms, the unit for force is newtons, and the unit for acceleration is meters per second squared. Newton's third law of motion states that when two objects interact, the forces they exert on each other are equal and opposite. So if someone is pushing against a wall, there will an equal and opposite force acting back on her. The force acting back on her from the wall is called a normal contact force. The two forces are the same size. So if she is exerting a 100N force on the wall, the wall's force acting back on her is 100N in the opposite direction. The formula that links speed, distance and time is, distance equals speed x time. The unit for distance is meters, m. The unit for time is seconds, s. The unit for speed is meters per second, m slash s. The equation that links acceleration, final velocity, initial velocity and time is, acceleration equals, final velocity, initial velocity, divided by time. The unit for initial and final velocity is meters per second, meter per second. The unit for acceleration is meters per second 2, m slash s2. The unit for time is seconds, s. Final velocity, initial velocity is the same as saying change in velocity. Acceleration is how quickly an object's velocity changes. A positive change in velocity is called acceleration. A negative change in velocity is called deceleration. To calculate the acceleration of an object using a velocity v-time graph, you firstly identify the initial velocity of the object, and then the final velocity of the object. You then identify the time it took for the object to change its velocity. You will then recall the equation, acceleration equals, final velocity, initial velocity, divided by time. This will give you the acceleration of the object with the unit m slash s2. To calculate the distance an object has traveled using a velocity v-time graph you must calculate the area under the graph. You would firstly divide the graph into rectangles, squares and triangles. The area under a triangle is the distance an object moved while it was accelerating or decelerating. To calculate the distance traveled by an object while it was changing velocity, you would use the equation base x height divided by 2. The area under a rectangle or square is the distance an object moved while it was moving at a constant velocity. To calculate the distance traveled by an object while it was traveling at a constant velocity, you would use the equation base x height. When a skydiver falls out of a plane, they accelerate from an initial velocity of 0 meters per second to an increased velocity. The skydiver accelerates because they have a resultant force acting on them. They accelerate because the force of weight acting on them in a downwards direction is larger than the frictional force of air resistance acting against them. The larger the resultant force acting on them the larger their acceleration. The smaller the resultant force acting on the skydiver, the lower their acceleration. When their weight is equal to the frictional force of air resistance there is no longer a resultant force acting on them, so they are moving at a constant velocity. We call this the skydiver's terminal velocity. When driving a car, a time might come when you must apply the brakes with a maximum force during an emergency. The time between seeing the hazard and applying the brakes is your reaction time. The distance you travel during your reaction time is the thinking distance. 
once the brakes have been applied with a maximum force, the car will begin to decelerate, which means to slow down. The distance the car travels while the brakes are applied is the car's braking distance. The thinking distance plus the braking distance is the car's stopping distance. The faster the car is traveling, the larger the car's thinking and braking distance, and therefore its overall stopping distance. The faster the car is moving, the larger the car's braking distance. If brakes are worn, then there is less friction between the brakes and the wheel. If there is less friction between the wheels and brakes, there will be less energy transferred from the kinetic energy store of the wheel to the thermal energy store of the brakes and surroundings. This means the car's braking distance will increase. Oil spills, water, or ice will increase the braking distance of the car, and even cause the car to skid due to reduced friction between the wheels of the car and road. If you drink alcohol, take drugs, or are tired your reaction times will increase. If you see a hazard and need to apply the brakes in an emergency, the distance you travel between seeing the hazard and applying the brakes is the thinking distance. If you're drunk or tired, and your reaction times are slower, you will travel a further distance before you apply the brakes. Being drunk doesn't affect the car's thinking distance, but it will increase the overall stopping distance of the car. If an object is stationary, it has no velocity, or momentum, but if the object moves it now has velocity, or momentum. All objects have matter so have mass. So all moving objects that have mass and velocity will have momentum. Momentum is a vector quantity because it has size, magnitude, and direction. The formula for momentum is, momentum equals mass x velocity. Rearrange the formula for mass, mass equals momentum divided by velocity. Rearrange the formula for velocity, velocity equals momentum divided by mass. The unit for mass is, kg. The unit for velocity is, meter per second. The unit for momentum is, kg meter per second.